Welcome to episode number 166 of the Towel Light Talk podcast. This is Casey. And this is Chris. And we do have a lot of news. Um, let's let's get to it. Let's start off uh, here with the Marvel TV movie news. Um, first things first, Paul Rudd supposedly had an Ant-Man script, Ant-Man 3 script, that featured MODOK. Um, MODOK is still apparently coming out with his animated show, I, I think. Who knows with everything that's happening. But what, what did you think of this uh, this possibility? Yeah, I I was actually kind of uh, excited about the, the possibility of this. Uh, I've been waiting for you know an opportunity for them to bring in this character. It didn't really fit too well, you know, in the whole world of what they were establishing. Kind of more of a, I want to say, real real world. I mean, a lot, some of it's fantastical, but right. um, you know, when they did Armin Zola, that was definitely a little bit more of a realistic version of him. Um, things like yeah. that so it was kind of like will they do this but then once you started doing guardians and things like that i was like yeah i think it's time to get you know get some of these more wacky zany villains in um and and why not why not do it with ant-man i mean it's it's aim it's technology it's you know um <clears throat> it would fit along that whole narrative and i think that would be a really good fit for all red Ant-Man world plus you don't know the way that they're going to do it. You know what I mean? It could be the Armenzola route. It could be something more realistic. You know what I mean? Um, like Ghost and Ant-Man 2 could have been more comic booky, but they handled it in a more realistic way. Um, so we'll see. Um, and we'll see if this is even a thing that happens because we are in flux right now <laughs> with everything. Exactly. We'll see. Um, can you take this next one? Yeah, so remember when Netflix ended the Netflix and Marvel ended their deal, and it was like, how long will is it until uh, Marvel can use those characters again? We'll call them the Marvel Knights. Um, but so apparently now we've reached the anniversary of the premiere of Daredevil, which apparently is the the point to where the MCU could use the character again. And with all these rumors of we'll we'll daredevil show up in spider-man 3 could we have you know um uh him as the you know as as peter's lawyer um you know because he's gonna be facing all that you know who knows what's gonna happen spider-man 3 with him being revealed and 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 whatnot so um will we see you know charlie cox return as that character uh will we see daredevil in the near future this is kind of the question that people have so I did find this article where they do have the dates to which uh, for which each character from the Netflix shows can be up, um, allegedly used again in the MCU. More a grain of salt thing, but interesting nonetheless. Um, but not with the Marvel slate changing every day now. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, it's funny. My sister just texted me. And asked if I watched them. And I was like, well, you should watch them. And she wanted to start with Iron Fist. And I was like, no, this is actually the order that you have to watch them in. And don't start with that one. (laughs) Or you won't want to watch the other ones. But, um, yeah, you know, that was the big thing is, like, losing the characters. They're all great characters. and, And hopefully we will be able to get them in there somewhere at some point. Charlie Cox... Uh, definitely showing up in Spider-Man 3 would be amazing. Um, 
and we'll just see. We'll see what happens. Uh, it's so hard to predict what's <laughs> what the future holds for those characters, let alone these franchises. But um, yeah, uh, if we get to see them as a Disney Plus series that shows up, or Iron Fist shows up in Shang Chi, or you know what I mean, like uh, which would be awesome. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I'm I'm down. Throw Jessica Jones in in uh, Spider Man or <laughs> something. I don't know. Well, that you know, that's the real question. It's like how much, how much, how much slate space do they have? You know, it's it, they talk about things like the X Men will show up in the in the post credits of Spider Man. It's all conjecture at this point, but I mean, they have so much stuff ahead of them with Blade and X Men and Fantastic Four. Like, when when do they explore Marvel Knights again? When do they get back to that? Just because. Those are things that say you and I are really interested in and we're interested in overall everything for Marvel and what they're going to do, especially with X-Men. But, you know, it was kind of unfortunate that the Netflix shows went that way, you know, and and that there was that kind of like just slice and dice and it was over. Um, so, yeah, I would love to see these characters reemerge and hopefully they, they do it in a really organic and new way. Not like they'd have to change the actors. Sans, exactly. you know, Finn Jones. Right. Uh, speaking of characters, uh, one of our favorites was Korg in um, Thor 3, Ragnarok. <laughs> and now in uh, Thor Lightning and Thunder, we're going to get the origins of that character uh, who was voiced by Taika Waititi. Um, sure. <laughs> he was fun. Seeing more of him, uh, I'm down for. So that sounds good to me. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it'll just be a brief little funny sequence uh, with they're going to have so much other stuff going on in that movie that who knows? Yeah, it could be just something like little quick five, ten minute scene there, but um, on their adventures through through time and Valhalla. Um, why don't you take us across the pond? Yeah, let's jump over to DC TV and movie news, what there is. Um, so this is kind of just a uh, a rumor thing, you know. So the other, like last week or whatever, Ed Boon and um, what's his name that wrote Injustice? Um, uh, not Tom King. No, uh, whatever. <laughs> the other guy. <laughs> um, they They were like tweeting back and forth. And it was like, oh, Injustice movie. And then they'd be like, oh, Injustice movie. <clears throat> and so these kind of things are fun to, you know, watch kind of happen on, on online. But at the same time, usually don't go anywhere. It's just a couple of guys having fun on, on, on social media. So nonetheless, what I was thinking, they just did this Mortal Kombat animated movie. They just did, um, they're kind of re- um, Reestablishing the DC animated movies verse, so it'll be interesting. You know, I would love to see an injustice, injustice animated movie, um, but you know, whatever. We'll see. Because a the Snyder movies were injustice to a certain extent, and that's mm-hmm. what they were trying to attack. Um, and b nothing's happening with coronavirus at this point. So, uh, but yeah, the writer's name is Tom Taylor. Tom Taylor, that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I always mix them up too. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you know, it's so hard. I mean, we talked about it on another episode when I was talking with uh, Bob and Dave about it. Just like the slate of DC movies 
that were announced and it's like staggering uh listen to that episode it's like the future of comic book films but yeah you know nightwing batgirl harley joker you know it's just too much like so sure an injustice movie would be cool right now for me i'd rather see that justice league dark get fully developed you know what i mean i think it's kind of especially with black adam and the shazam thing like I see that being a little bit more of a viable route, but who knows? Not to say I'm opposed to more movies. No, you're absolutely right. It's like, what do you, what do you want to explore that, that Marvel doesn't really do, a, you know, enough justice to. And it's like, yeah, we can see magic, <laughs> Dr. Strange and yeah. things like that, you know, and it's like, it'll be great. But at the same time, DC has always had like this clamp on the magical universe where, there's a lot of great characters established in that. And it's also, you know, Superman's biggest weakness. So you want to talk about, like, taking down your perfect character. You know, why not really kind of grow that out a little bit, too, you know? So, whatever. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Uh, next up, TV news. Uh, the Superman and Lois show has cast a man. I don't even know how Manuel Shikri. And yes, is Lana Lang. Um, so that's interesting uh, since everything's kind of established in, you know, post Smallville days uh, with that. Also, I think they cast her husband in this. I just didn't put that down, but they're doing some casting, putting the show together. We'll see if they can ever get back to set. Um, there's a lot of articles out today about when when this will happen, but everything's up in the air, as we said over and over. I um, I love her. She is so hot. Uh, <laughs> she's a good actress too, but she's just ridiculously attractive. So <laughs> cool. That'll be a reason for me to watch that show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. All right. What's going on on the galaxy far, far away? Yeah. So little Star Wars news. So this is going to be basically what's getting shifted as per usual now <laughs> so uh obi-wan has a reportedly moved to 2022 um and they're saying that cassian andor show remains on track for next year uh apparently the cassian show had, had already had six weeks of pre-production prior to the whole outbreak and so it looks like maybe they had some stuff ready to go and they can start shooting once the world returns to normal or whatever we want to call it but their new normal um yeah so that's that's surprising that um people are you know people are confident that things are going to happen you know that we're going to stay on track kind of backtrack to dc james gunn is like well i'm i'm confident that we won't have to change the suicide squad date for next year stuff like that so uh, it's it is kind of conjecture uh but Hopefully, we can just have hope. <laughs> Rebellions were built on hope, Chris. That's, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I'm. Um, take as much time as you need on that Obi Wan movie be, or show because I want it to be the best that it can be. And if this gives more time to just lock it in and really make it something special, then that's okay. Cassian Andor, it's not something I'm excited about. Um, of course, I'm going to watch it because I like Star Wars. I do like the characters. Um, but if it's going strong, sure, fine. Go do whatever you got to do. 
Yeah, the, you know, the idea behind a, a spy show in Star Wars verse is pretty exciting, honestly. And you're right, those those two characters you know, from the new movies that they've that Disney has done are really the two of the standouts for me personally. You know, and um, I, I want to see more of that. You know, and hopefully, you know, with the Obi Wan thing, you're right. Take your time. Um, make it a mini series if you have to. I don't even care. Like, do it right. I'm not going to be somebody who's going to be disappointed if you say, you know, we decided this is going to be a four hour adventure instead of like a three season thing. You know, yeah. um, don't don't try to like squeeze the sponge until it's so dry that you know <laughs> it doesn't make sense anymore. Um, just just you know, give us a give us a four hour movie. I don't care. You know, just make it worthwhile. Yeah, we'll see what happens, man. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, and speaking of Taika uh, Waititi, he is not returning uh, for the Mando season two. So that's been confirmed by him. Busy guy, um, but there's still a lot of talent uh, attached to that show. So I'm sure he'll return at some point. Uh, he did do the finale last for the first season, uh, which was good. Um, he did two episodes. Did he? Yeah. He did an early there? one as well, like maybe episode two or three. So he did two mm-hmm. episodes. Cool. cool. So that'd be nice. Um, but, you know, I would re- I would la- ra- rather have him be working on Thor. This <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, so next up, uh, let's move over into the comic verse. Uh, not still not too much from the comic front you know diamond is still withholding uh books not distributing uh the companies are figuring out what to do we got artists uh taking the high road and doing original art for auctions to to give you know to give these local comic book shops money so a lot of good stuff going on um in in the world of comic books but um unfortunately there is news like idw is putting the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series on hold at this point. Yes. Um, which I get it. You know, I understand what they're saying um, with that one, but they'll come back. Turtles has been going around, you know, very strong for almost 40 years now. They're not going anywhere. They're not slowing down. Um, I was going to say it's not on here, uh, but Todd McFarlane issued a statement in, within the last couple of days saying how, he would like to release his comic books for free digitally. So I think they're on like Spawn 306. So say 307, 308 would be free digitally. And then once the stores say reopen around 310, that if you want to go get those back issues, the stores will have them. Or if you didn't, then you just didn't. But he wants all of the, he was like, I want like a united front with all every single uh company and he goes you know we're in the big three image dc and and marvel like we need to be the ones to like shepherd this movement and he was like i know some of the other companies would do it too but we need everyone as a united front and is it gonna happen probably not um it would be cool and and honestly if you're a if you're somebody who's collecting issues like you're up to 300 and something or even on this new uh, X-Men run, you're, you know, issue 10 or whatever it is like you're not going to not get the issues physically. 
you're going to go back once the comic book shops open and you're going to get it because you're a completionist, just like any normal comic book uh, geek would be. So, okay, yeah, it's free, and I guess it digs into your shitty digital sales as it is, but I actually think that this would be a great idea, and I think it would, you know, still, like he said, give the geeks something to look forward to every month with their favorite characters. And um, I thought it was a great idea. Uh, I don't write checks at these companies, so I I can't say how that goes. But um, to me, it just, if you're already in the middle of runs and and none of these are really starting over with number ones for the most part, I'm going to go back and get those other issues that I missed over the last couple months of being on lockdown. Just saying. No, I agree. You're preaching to the choir over here. Of course. Um, uh, but I, you know what, the thing about what he's stating is he he was one of the ones that led that major, you know, exodus from the big two, <laughs> and they yeah. created the image. And it's like you think that Marvel and DC are going to agree with this stuff? No, I, I absolutely don't think. Well, oh, he would knows ever it. Do he, he says it in, yeah. in the interview too. Like no one's going to listen to me. But yeah, but the point is like other people should listen to him, and they should, they could all come out a little bit more on top after that. You know, it's like. Let's get these indie companies together. Let's get them as a united front and and just really kind of expose the the crappy business, you know, styling of 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 the big two. Um, yeah. Exactly. So. Exactly. Uh, cool. So I'll kind of keep an eye on that and see what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then just a couple things from DC. Uh, our our one of our favorites, Scott Snyder. Uh has pitched a Nightwing story to DC. Uh, I've been waiting a long time for this Rick Grayson storyline to be over and for Dick Grayson to return to the spotlight and just be Nightwing again, please. Um, but you know, this is, this is pretty uh, awesome news and I would love to, I would love to write, uh, read a Snyder written Nightwing story. Scott Snyder writes it. I'm going to read it for better or for worse. <laughs> yep. That's it. I'll be there. Yep. And um this DC Daily Comic Book Club, did you write an article about this? I did. I did. It? Yeah. So basically, um DC Daily is part of the DC universe, which typically you know you have to pay for. Um, but a lot of these companies are offering free offshoots or free trials on almost every company is right now because of the lockdown. But um, what they're doing is they're taking their DC daily host. um, And I can't remember how many episodes it's going to be. I want to say like nine and they're going to go through old issues of things. So they'll go over Batman um, from Tom King and Mr. Miracle, Sean Murphy's uh, white Knight, Joel Jones's Catwoman, And they'll, they'll break down these old uh, back issues. So kind of give you, a deep dive into some of these old ones, um, which they do as part of the show um, a lot of times, but this is going to be offered as a free thing. So you can check that out online. It's part of the DC universe um, without a paid subscription. So I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, I always liked how they offered DC Daily on YouTube for whoever wanted to watch it. You know, sans a couple of the, the things that they, you know, like interviews or yeah, whatever. Yeah, Yeah, the gist of the show. Um, it's a great idea. Um, it's kind of, you know, we've been kind of doing that on Wednesdays with our social media 
just, you know, no new comic books, but hey, there are a ton of bag issues or trades out there that you could catch up on, especially if you're interested in, you know, characters who are kind of getting the spotlight now. There's so many years of, you know, stories out there. So read those back issues, read those comics, um, sign up for DC Daily or DC Universe or, what, or Marvel, whatever, and all of these other subscription ones if you want to uh, for old issues and just get your reading in because eventually, hopefully comic books will come back. So. They will. They will. They have to. <laughs> um, I'll take these next two. Um, so a, a lot of these uh, virtual cons are popping up from time to time. Um, they actually did one last week, and I wish I would have known. Wizard World did one, and they did a Buffy reunion. And they had you pay for it, though. So you had to, I want to say you had to pay in order to get access to that YouTube page or, or Twitch Twitch stream is what it was. Though the money does go to supporting efforts of the, of the coronavirus. So uh, for that, I, I'll gladly pay for a Buffy reunion. They, they also had like different tiers where you would get swag and stuff, right? Like yeah. signature, like you would at the show. So you get like a signed picture with the person or whatever. But they were doing that as 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 different tiers, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, it's a, you know, honestly, I'm okay with that as being a future thing that happens. You know what I mean? You do a big show in, in April and then do a little show from home in May for people who can't go to these big shows or don't want to. Uh, because of social distancing afterwards uh, <laughs> probably a good idea so anyway Clyder's doing their own um, it's going to be virtual fan expo um, hosted by Joe Mangianello or however you say his name I think I actually did get it right uh, <laughs> and uh, in conjunction with Legion M who does a lot of these um, it's a fan owned business model anybody can have a stake in it so pretty cool they're just kind of doing their own kind of show and uh that's coming up uh at the beginning of may so should be a neat little thing they'll have celebrity appearances social opportunities live panels all from the safety of your house awesome <clears throat> awesome yeah i just you know tune in to dfat we do try to share these whenever uh whenever possible um i've shared a couple of the wizard world ones you know casey mentioned the buffy one there was a supernatural one yeah. Uh, so yeah, all of this, all this stuff, we're adapting to the world that we live in right now, and you know, geekism, the geekdom will go on. So. And then finally, um, before the break here, San Diego Comic Con is inching towards being canceled for the first time in I don't even know four decades, very long time. Um, now. The the problem, of course, and even with these other cons, is that the financial impact of doing so is already going to put a bunch of strain on the hotels and the people who work at the hotels and, you know, all that other stuff as well. So um, will it be postponed? Will it be completely canceled? I think we're supposed to be getting um, some news either this week or very, very soon about that. But um, San Diego Comic-Con now is its own massive entertainment expo that's moved past comics completely actually it's more about movies than anything and um what that's gonna look like for the future you know i don't know um but uh yeah that's that's it 
Yeah, it's it's like we've been saying. It's there's so much uncertainty, uh, and to be honest with you, I personally will not go to these kind of things until there's a cure. Until I don't even know, man. Um, it's just these mass these mass gatherings are not going to be something. There will be something I think twice about in the future period. I don't care, like even if there was a cure, you know. What I mean, it's just. It's that mindset now. It's especially when people don't even bathe when they come out of their basement half the time. That's that's a bad joke, but um, yeah, gross. So yeah, it's it's probably going to be gone this year. But stay tuned for that. Um, we'll keep you posted if it's not already out online before this, before you hear this episode. Um, but in the meantime, let's go and take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you we're don't forget a towel.com your daily source for geeky pop culture news reviews interviews and so much more so as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe don't forget to travel safe and don't forget a towel dfat comics is the publishing branch of don't forget a towel.com the only place to travel geekly Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. All right, we're back after those commercials. And first thing up in TV streaming news, we've got Kevin Smith revealed uh, the canceled Kingdom Keepers Disney Plus series that he was working on. Um, basically, it's about uh, what what was it, Chris? It's like five teenagers who are holographic hosts uh, for the theme park, and then at night they battle villains and witches um, to keep it alive. I guess. Yeah, yeah. So it involved like a lot of the Disney villains and, and whatnot, um, and these kids. Uh, it sounded like a, such a cool concept, right? You got. I read that there was. I I had never even heard of this. So when I did a little looking looking into it, it was like twelve books, including spinoffs. So there's a lot of material there to draw from. It sound this really sounded like something that could have worked pretty pretty well on the on the on the on the platform. And I wouldn't be surprised if this is something that reemerges in the near future. Yeah, and you know, at this point, you might as well just greenlight anything that sounds cool because there's not enough series on Disney Plus. <laughs> so let's just keep it going. Um, we speaking of disney plus though we may be getting a live action robin hood um what do you think about this i know you're a huge robin hood fan um so this is um what did i do i dropped this in the wrong area i did it um so this is actually going to be a movie uh adaptation of the movie and so i i feel like i feel every time when these things get announced like okay and then I watch them, and I really enjoy them. Um, I just watched parts of Lady and Tramp the other day while the kids were watching it, and I was like, "Man, it doesn't like it doesn't." I get back into the whole feel of things. It, they always like Aladdin, Lion King, Jungle Book, all, all these things, man. It's just nostalgia, and 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 when Disney does things, they they tend to do it right. Um, I'm a huge fan of the Robin Hood movie, and I I. 
I was pretty excited when this got announced. So, yeah, um, me too. Especially as a movie, um, how much money are they going to spend on the budget for that one? Because it's all animals. I guess if you just do CGI and call it a day, fine. But still, put in some money behind it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's it's one of those properties that hasn't really been touched, um, and it's been very popular. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Um, over at Netflix, we have our first look at the Midnight Gospel from Pendleton Ward. Uh, he's the guy behind um, Adventure Time. This series looks just as weird <laughs> as Adventure Time can get. Um, I, honestly, I can't even really describe what the hell this thing is about, but I was a big Adventure Time fan. It comes out on 420, I think, as a really funny little joke because it does look like an acid trip. And um, yeah, so stay tuned for that if you were an Adventure Time fan. <laughs> Come awesome. on. I remember you were. <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, Kibby, Quibby, whatever the hell it is, that app debuted um, last week. Um, it's got a ton of content to varying degrees. People are complaining because you can only access it on a phone, and some of it deserves to be on TV. So I guess you're going to be able to start getting the app now on sh- on your uh, Fire Stick and Apple TV and everything. So it was like, well, you kind of just got rid of the point of your whole system but whatever <laughs> so there's like a new punked with chance the rapper uh there's like the world's deadliest game um type of show on there like i think with uh one of the hemsworth liam hemsworth so like the content sounds kind of cool there's other shows as well um they're just meant to be consumed in really short formats for mobile devices so I just left as this question. There was an issue against putting them on 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 services like like Fire and and Chrome and whatnot. I think the point of them, because they're in such short burst, is yeah. that they would be best consumed with people like sitting on the toilet. You know what I mean? Like watching these little short things and like multiple arcs, right? For a single for a single episode, we typically watch twenty to forty two minutes or whatever. These might right. be like five minutes, but altogether it equals to be the length of an episode. So better seen on a phone. Now they're gonna go and put it into t- television, which was not part of the original plan. But I think a lot of people shed on that plan, and now they're gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really stupid to me. Honestly, it's like every app has the ability to Chromecast. It's What's the fucking difference? It's, you know, if I want to watch Facebook TV on my phone versus, oh, I want to watch this on my TV for a second, I can just cast it. Yeah. We're past, like, we're past the, di- the days of designating something as TV or, or on your, it's the same thing, it's just wherever you want to watch it, you know? So yeah. that's just a weird argument, you know, against, um, oh, we got to keep this strictly to the app, you know? It's just, like, hey, man. get over yourself. Is it Australian? <laughs> No, I mean, like, the actors, Anna Kendrick, Chance the Rapper, Liam Hemsworth, um, Will Arnett has a show on there. Like, there's, like they've got huge people on the, on the app. I don't know how much money they spend on it, but it's crazy. Um, they're the ones that are accepting new content as well, like, for things. So if you have an idea, you can pitch it. Um, 
that is actually how I first heard about it. Uh, someone I know works at Kibbe and said it. Or friend of a friend of a friend. All right. Netflix orders Jeff Lemire um, slash Robert Downey Jr. Sweet Tooth, the series. What's that? So Robert Downey Downey Jr. is um, is set to produce this this show. Okay. Um, if anybody really knows Sweet Tooth, it's one of Jeff Lemire's first comics that got really popular. Like basically, it's like Mad Max versus um, meets Bambi. Uh, <laughs> Post apocalyptic world. It's it's really odd and and great uh, as most Jeff Lemire things are. Um, so you know this is um, this has got this has got picked up by Netflix. So we 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 talk a lot about. Um, Netflix needs new content, uh, and why aren't they tapping into these kind of things? And here we are. Um, now you just got to actually put them out, Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a DC property, so that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, it was a vertical comic, um, yeah. which is awesome. You know, I mean, I just you know, kind of like the kitchen is DC Vertigo. Uh, it's surprising to see those things when you start, you know, when when it, when you explain to people that you're watching with who are really familiar, like you and I are, oh, this yeah. this is a comic book, you know, right. not just superheroes come from comic books, and it's, <laughs> and I think that's something that yeah, it's something important that people are you know need to realize and are probably going to really start to respect now, uh, especially now that we're stuck inside watching things on, on a regular basis. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's just storyboards, as we always say, storyboards. You might as well take the next ones. <laughs> yeah, so you know, I'm gonna bump this one up since we're already talking about Netflix and um, and comics. So here's another deal that Netflix just um, you know just made with Boom Boom Studios. Um, so we got a first look at the 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 deal that happened with them, and it's gonna involve uh, comics like Mouse Guard, um, Lumberjanes, Something Is Killing the Children. And once in the future. So this deal covers uh, live action and, and animated series, and um, the it looks like um, we should be seeing more and more from that soon, including the Mouse Guard animated animated uh, movie or show that's coming out, which is interesting. Um, but like we said, it's tough. It's tough to really get behind it. Uh, because they keep buying these things up, but we don't we don't really hear much about it afterwards. So hopefully this takes off, because I would love these the these these publishers um, who aren't Marvel and DC to get some of the spotlight, like we just talked about in comics. And this is a perfect chance for people to see uh, see the other stories that are out there that that aren't you know don't get as much traction uh, you know in the in, in the general populace. Yeah. And definitely, um, it's not. B- Boom is not a well-known studio, like at least out in the in the wild. It is, it's up there for sure. I, you, me, and comic book readers. But I'm just saying, like, you might be able to say, I know Mouse Guard, I know Lumberjanes, uh, maybe a couple other ones. You know what I mean? But nothing, nothing to. It's not anybody to write home about as far as like recognizable characters there's not like a face to boom like a spider-man or a spawn or a batman or something yeah no you know it's it's just like kind of like idw like they own these the only rights right it's like like 
like boom owns like power rangers i think or something you know and stuff like that so it's yes. they they make they make money off the ips um isn't boom doing the new buffy series or is that oh they are it's so effing good yeah and they've you know they've done um they did that crossover that was uh the John Carpenter movies, Escape from New York and Big Trouble in Little China. They did yeah. both of those, and that was cool. So, yeah, they, they've got some popular IPs as well. But you're right. It's like, how do how do people learn about their their originals, you know, their original content and whatnot? So this is this is good, yeah. but <laughs> Netflix needs to, needs to do stuff instead of taking so much on, you know. <laughs> right, you got to produce make, this stuff. Making, making promises, so... Whatevs. Um, and last up, uh, we got a, another trailer for the upcoming Warhammer 40k animated series called Angels of Death. Uh, you know, I was a fan of Warhammer growing up. Um, not really, not really invested in anything at that point, uh, tabletop, and nor will I now. But I think you know, tabletop gaming in that miniature scale is is interesting. I always did like painting the miniatures, and I always loved that storyline. So the 40k is sounds awesome, especially when it's space marines versus aliens. So it's a common 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 theme that we enjoy. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm down with this. You know what I mean? Like same thing. Like I'm familiar with the franchise to a degree, but not enough um, to sway me one way or another. But I'll definitely check it out. 100%. Yep. Hell yeah. All right. Let's go on to some movie news. Um, we did get our first look at Dune, Timothy Chalmett, or whatever his name is, uh, from that. Um, whatever. I, I say whatever because I'm already invested in this movie because Richard Deacons is shooting it and uh, whoever is directing it. Same guy, Dennis. the guy from Arrival. Dennis Villeneuve. Yeah, yeah, Dennis Villeneuve. So it, the soundtrack is probably like Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor. I mean, like, I'm already there. Like, I don't, I don't need to see a goddamn thing to know that I want to see this movie. That's all. That's all I'm saying. No, those pictures are are not anything. I mean, it's great to see like Zidane, Zidania, whatever her name is, with like blue eyes. You know. Um, or oh zendaya yeah yeah okay oh man uh and so um and just the rest of them it was like um it was very basic like you said it's like it the pictures didn't do anything for me except for like like, oh this is happening i'm really excited for it um and you know just to see them kind of in place uh the main the main cast so it'll be i'm very excited for it i love that director i think that he makes gorgeous movies and what a better what a better setting for for this than you know than Dune for him to kind of take on another franchise um, and and make it look awesome. So that looks great. Um, you know, in the meantime, while we're waiting for the movie to come out, uh, Amazon does have it on sale right now for Kindle for a dollar ninety nine. If you've never read the book or if you want to um, you know read it again uh, in the lead up to the movie, you know it's one of the first. It was put on the 60s, always held as a really good world-building novel. Uh, so, you know, if you haven't had the chance to read it, I do recommend it. Sweet. Um, and then we got our first look at the movie Extraction uh, with um, Chris Hemsworth. 
Um, I actually didn't watch the trailer. The only reason why is because I was like, I probably will watch it. It's a Netflix movie. <laughs> it's produced by the Russo brothers. It sounds like Die Hard in a way. Like he's got to like you know capture these people. Blah blah blah. I don't really care. I just want to see it. <laughs> yeah, I've seen. I've seen the clips on on Netflix while I'm kind of surfing through it for things to watch. And yeah, I mean, we've got nothing better to do besides watch stuff. So when's it out? <laughs> like April 24th or something like that? Yeah, I think it's pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. pretty soon. Hey, whatever. Something to do. Um, this is a fun little thing. It's just a little video that Mike Mendez did. Um, Mike Mendez directed like Lava Rantula, but he also directed one of my favorite movies, um, the horror movie, which now I'm like completely blanking on the convent, the convent. Ah, yes. Uh, horror movie. So anyway, he's been in Hollywood for a while now, and um, he did this little stop motion animation uh, video featuring um, Guillermo del Toro, his action figure. And it's like, there can only be one like Spanish like horror director. <laughs> and it's like Mike Mendez versus like, uh, what is that movie? Small Soldiers. You know, where they, they come to life and they're, like, fighting, like, humans and stuff. Yeah. No, it's small soldiers. It's small soldiers. Oh. Yeah. yeah, so, anyway, you want something like that, just some stupid, fun little thing, it's on there. We love our stop-motion animation here at DFAT. <laughs> we do. Um, Atomic Blonde 2 is being developed over at Netflix. I'll tell you what, the first movie, I could not get into it i thought the action was amazing the look of the movie was amazing i love all the actors but i did not i could not tell you what that movie is about other than like charlie's is like a spy and she's hot and like that's it (laughs) if there's more to it sure (laughs) that sounds like it works um is she attached for this who knows probably not yeah probably not it's probably a prequel or whatever. Um, so I don't care. I also don't care about this next news, but I'm going to say uh, Hellraiser, the reboot again, adds a director David Bruckner and writers Ben Collins and Luke Piotrowski to adapt a story by David F. Goyer. Um, I just don't. It's really hard for me to get behind these horror reboots for people who are not wearing a mask. So, Freddy, I'm sorry. It's always Robert England. It just always is, and it it cannot be anything else. Uh, Child's Play, I did recently watch it. It's actually a really good movie. I wish it wasn't Chucky, necessarily, but the movie itself was a good movie. Um, but I don't need, you know, Brad Dorff's voice is iconic, but you can get away with that a little bit more. But um, I, I love, uh, what's his name, um, Doug Bradley as Pinhead and, uh, you know, somebody else playing the role. I just don't care. I also think the Clint or the Clive Barker movie is amazing. So I also do not care. Uh, I'd have to see a trailer. Maybe something will blow me away, but. As of right now, David F. Goyer, too, has got a checkered pass, so that doesn't give me any sort of incentive either. When he writes, I'll give him about 85%. Um, 
I do like it most of the time. Uh, most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. When he directs, no. But I do I do respect him as a writer as, you know, growing up with a lot of this stuff. So we'll see. We'll see. You're right. It's just like, why are you rebooting things? You don't need to reboot things. And that's the yeah. thing. Right now we're in a golden age with things like Picard and... Um, Halloween. You know, Halloween where you can go 40 years later and you can say, just don't make it Pinhead. Just make it another Cenobite or maybe somebody who's Pinhead's successor. I don't fucking know. Make up the story about it and then continue on. That's the thing. The beauty of Hellraiser is you're in hell. It doesn't have to be a reboot. It could be any idea. They made eight of those movies. They clearly had some ideas about it. So I just I don't get excited about these things anymore when you know you can do continuations and they're going to be even better. So yep. uh, and finally, movie news, Purge 5 is supposed to be called the Forever Purge. Yeah. And Purge 2 season two TV show is going on right now. So uh, Purge is still alive and well. I heard they're going to change the name to the Social Distancing Purge. That's is that a joke or you're being serious? That's a joke. Um, <laughs> or it's going to be called How Did the Purge Not Happen During Coronavirus? <laughs> right. so. We'll see. So anyway, let's switch over to some gaming news. Um, we've got the Final Fantasy VII Remake is out now. People are clocking in at about 30 to 35 hours, so not as long as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a 60-hour game, but I've also heard it's amazing at 30 to 35 hours. So um, I'm waiting. I canceled my pre-order. I'll wait for it to go down in the winter to like 25 bucks or whatever, and then I'll pick it up. I am excited to play it. I just have enough stuff in my back list that I don't need to get it right now. Uh, did you get it? I can't remember. Uh, it's coming today, actually. Okay. It shipped there you go. finally. I got the deluxe version because I want that Sephiroth steelbook. Of course. I want all that stuff that comes with it. Um, yeah. yeah. So I'll let you guys know. <laughs> Sweet. 30 to 35 hours. Yep. Mm, yep. Okay. Yep. My cousin Katie. Uh, Chris's wife beat it over the weekend. <laughs> I was like, how the yeah, hell did you get through that? I saw so, her post. I didn't read into it because I didn't really want it at this point. Cause I uh, she, just said it was, she gave no spoilers. She just said it was good. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't even touch anything like that until yeah. I experience myself. But yeah, I just, I guess, I mean, it's not, I, I don't know. That's interesting. Okay. <laughs> um, forward, I'll take this one. Uh, so, we just talked about how Jedi Jedi Knight Academy uh, just came out for Switch and PS4. The, the Switch is going to get physical copies of both Jedi Knight 2 and Jedi Academy. And so it's kind of interesting because it's being put out by, I think, a, almost like a third-party company. Yes, uh, uh, Limited Run Games is giving the pair the uh, physical treatment. Uh, and so you can get a regular release and also... Um, you'll be getting a deluxe version. And so these will go on sale on April 24th uh, at 7 a.m. Pacific time, 10 a.m. Eastern time. And then again at 3 p.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, uh, you can reserve the standard copies 
but these collector's editions will apparently go very quickly. So it's it's kind of neat they're doing this. I see like a steel book for it, um, some other swag and whatnot. I I don't I I don't know what I don't know if there's really I don't have an appeal for this kind of stuff. I I don't. Um, but this company Aspire is the porting company. That's their right. whole thing as they work on ports. Um, yeah, limited run games. It's a cool idea to give you like this physical stuff that you would never have gotten before. Uh, so here's the thing. I don't care about it for this game, but if you did something like this for Chrono Trigger, I yeah. will buy it and I will pay probably some disgusting amount of money. Like if you were like, oh, by the way, um, here's a steelbook and here's a poster and there's a vinyl coming out with it, with the music, and I would go, oh, I'll pay $100 for this game. I played a bunch of times. So it just just depends on the game. That's all. I just, yeah. This one I, I don't need. It's just weird. Like, the limited collector's edition for Jedi Academy is like, you get the game, you get a board game-style rigid box, Yeah. individual numbered certificate of authenticity, a booklet of re- retrospective essays, the steelbook sure. for it, Six art cards, a Lucasfilm USB drive, because that makes sense these days, uh, a poster, a coin, and a pin. Yeah. Yeah, why not? (laughs) The future is old games. Everything is new. Yeah. (laughs) The future was 10 years ago's uh, stuff you wanted in your pleasure's edition. Whatever, I won't make too much fun of it. Um, because next up is another cool idea of uh, what they've been doing. But Streets of Rage 4 is coming soon. We've, we've talked about it a little bit. Um, they are doing a physical version of this, which does include like a Genesis-style case for it, which is a very the kind of stuff like I respect them doing for, for these kind of, um, you know, nostalgic, yeah. um, you know, that kind of stuff is cool. Um, but that apparently the street date for the game is now april 23rd um which has been touted online so we'll see if that if that's gonna happen i um i don't know how much money i would pay for this game i definitely want to play it i I used to be a huge uh streets of rage 2 fan for the genesis um playing as that kangaroo uh (laughs) so I definitely want it. I just uh, don't want to spend sixty dollars on it necessarily. It's it's hard because like sixty bucks for me, I feel like you got to get a Final Fantasy aside. I feel like you should be getting around a forty-hour to sixty-hour game, and you know this game's not going to be that long. It might be like fifteen, twenty hours max. So, and it depends on the game. You know, like Streets of Rage isn't an IP like zelda or mario that can get away with doing a shorter game if they wanted to obviously zelda does not but you know what i mean anyway we'll see what happens on 423 and if it's worth the money yeah exactly and why don't you take this last one so resident evil 3 is getting remade as a board game um coming out from steamforge games so it's does all these you know i they do a lot of these big board games and it's going to be getting a kickstarter um one of the things is right now is that most board game companies are shut down because of the coronavirus so lord knows when you're going to see this game actually come um but you know if you're a kickstarter person you're probably used to getting 
waiting for things. But if you're a Resident Evil 3 fan, as the remake for that just came out recently, um, you know, the hype train for for Resident Evil is alive and well right now. And uh, go take on Raccoon City uh, in a miniature form. Why not? Exactly. Uh, So, anywho, what time is it? It's time for the Pursuit of Plastic. All right, toy enthusiasts, a little bit of news today. We do have, uh, you know, toy news seems to keep coming in, which is great, uh, because at least we have something new to read and get excited about. But, uh, so toys, first up, uh, Mysterio Spider-Man Classics tribute figure. We just saw, you know, during Toy Fair, Marvel, uh, Marvel and um, Hasbro have teamed up to to release remakes of those old Spider-Man toys that we used to collect when we were kids. Uh, with the with the packaging, just like they've done, like kind of the old, uh, Toy Biz X-Men ones for a while. So it's cool to see these these toys that we grew up with getting a, a new form uh, with modern action figures. So. Uh, Mysterio is back. Uh, he is up for pre-order on the fan channels, so you can check that out. Um, is it? Because I need to buy it. This one I've been waiting for for a very long time because it Mysterio figure is one of those, like, if you go and look on eBay, this figure is effing expensive. I never see it out in the wild. And then when the movie came out, the only version that came out was the one that was the Jake Gyllenhaal. And not that I have anything against it. I just didn't, you know, I don't like to get figures that are tied to movies. I like them tied to the comic books, if that's what they're based off of. So I've been waiting for this one for a long time. Um, and instead of spending 60 plus dollars, I can get this classic Toy Biz swag with the animated series card back, which is the greatest thing ever. Makes me debate if i even want to open this figure uh, for 20 bucks so that will be something i snatch up today now that i know it's for sale <laughs> yeah head over uh just click that link go to entertainment or do it that'll complete my it won't complete it but that actually is pretty good for my toy biz collection if i get yeah, that man. figure look it up yeah all right Remember cool. if I I don't know if I still have my Mysterio or not. I, I, I don't think I ever got it. That's the thing. Is no. like I stupidly... I've got quite a lot. But that one I don't have. I probably don't have mine anymore. I think I did like a Spider-Man villains eBay lot at one point. Yeah. So, uh, next up, uh, we got a little tease of upcoming Mondo uh, Masters of the Universe 1-6 figures, which I absolutely love. And I'm glad that they're continuing this series. Uh, we did know that uh, Man at Arms is the next figure who's going to be up for pre-order eventually. Um, and also we did get teases of Hordak. But um, thanks to exclusive uh, reveal at comingsoon.net, we got to see what's down the line. Um, so they are continuing it. And, and we've seen teases anywhere from... Um, Shira, uh, Tatila, um, and uh, Trap Jaws coming, um, and even um, Stratos. Uh, so they're doing 
they're going all out. I, I didn't really know how much of a deep dive that Mondo would take on these figures. But then when I started to see things like Scare, Scare um, Glow, Glow. Um, yeah, and things like that, I'm just like, all right, well, maybe they, they are really going to start just doing all the figures. So pretty excited um, because, you know, I, I'm not going to buy them all. But, um, oh, yeah, and also freaking Beastman and uh, stuff like that. So they're going to do at least the the main stable you know so it's going to be tough for me not to get those especially (laughs) yeah um they look amazing and i'm actually like you said i'm glad because he-man had never gotten this scale before and definitely not to this detail so mondo's killing it uh with that line and uh, i'm glad that it's continuing that's awesome yeah, when you put out, you know, one six scale figures for 150, 175 with great accessories and whatnot, it's, it's killer, man. It's killer. Um, next up, NECA has finally put up two of the Kenner tribute figures that fans have been waiting for. Uh, they're now available uh, via NECA's eBay and their Amazon account. Uh, so now you can get Drake and the Rhino Alien. Uh, so they're both there. So get on it. <laughs> still have my originals still rocking those uh, <laughs> so that's cool yeah i saw that uh tease the other day on instagram so that's pretty sweet i love it yeah absolutely and then uh finally today spawn kickstarter <laughs> is is one of the is already set the record for the highest um selling i don't want to say selling but highly the most funded action figure kickstarter of all time the prior the prior uh, record was set by Mythic Legions and Four Horsemen Studios. That was almost like near a million dollars. As of this morning, this spawn Kickstarter for uh, the action figures has already reached 1.34 millions. Uh, so insane. Um, because you and I spoke the day it came out. We watched, <laughs> we watched that ticker go up and up and up and up. And it was like, it was crazy how much money it made that first day. It made a million in two days. I mean, it's probably one of the fastest of all time as well. Um, yeah, and you know, Todd McFarlane talked about adding more um, stuff, more stretch goals. You know, he added real steel chains to it. And then for the three pack, there's some extra heads that you can also get. Um, extra hands to all the standard figures, which is cool too. So, um, And he says there's more to come. And I love that he's doing it all from his house. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's doing the whole campaign right there. And um, Todd McFarlane has always been very active on social media and everything. So it's nice to have that, too. And I think that's one of the things about McFarlane is that, um, and as a company as well, it's him. It's not usually a board of executives. And God knows where some of these decisions get made. Like, I get so mad all the time about... Ooh, another Bespin outfit for Luke Skywalker. Oh, oh, I'm so excited. It's the 800th fucking time we've seen this figure. McFarlane, at least, you know, he puts his money where his mouth is, and he believes in giving back to the fans as a fan himself. So, um, yeah, pretty excited to see what else comes from this. Uh, Not only this Kickstarter, but future Kickstarters. You know, Violator and Sam and Twitch or... 
Maybe he just starts throwing out some originals. Who knows what the hell he wants to do? It'd be great if he could team up with Marvel and put out a Spider-Man figure, but that's just my own personal dream that will never happen. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, fuck Hasbro. But, um, yeah. <clears throat> you know, the thing about this is awesome because it, it's going back to that classic figure that changed the toy industry back in 95, 96, whatever, 94. Yeah. But it's amazing because it, you know, to think back to that time when we were, you know, we were we were hanging out, we we were collecting toys, and all of a sudden this new this new player came in, and all of a sudden we had that, and then we had movie maniacs, and it just kind of changed the scope of what toys meant to us. Um, and you well, know, it became collectors. Them. It wasn't just toys anymore; it was collectibles. That's what he exactly. he changed that he changed the entire landscape, as you know, it was like sports figures which he does yep. better than anybody to this day. No one can deny that he does the best sports figures of all time, and I don't even collect them. But um, it was it was toys to play with to toys to collect, and that's what McFarlane did. And I just like you said, it, you know, in, in our toy history, I think we, we might have even done a Pursuit of Plastic about this. Did we? I don't know. We probably should. <laughs> about back. McFarlane. Um, but really, you know, like I, I can almost remember, like you said, like the moment I, I got that spawn figure and then, you know, the subsequent figures that are coming out at you, like Cygor and stuff like that, where you're just like, holy shit, these aren't toys to play with anymore. These are like straight up collectibles that I want to show off to people because they're works of art. <laughs> exactly. It's funny. I still have that classic spawn in package. So oh, it'll nice. be kind of an to have those two together. Yeah. I actually just sold mine. <laughs> did you? I did. It was like last year or the year before I sold it at a show. I had it so long and I it was the package was beat up. Maybe I'll go and get the other one again. Um but I was just like, uh, eh, I haven't opened it. I I'll get rid of it. Um but anyway, uh so yeah, good good on Todd. Uh, for that and really excited to see where the rest of this kickstarter goes um but in the meantime where can you find us you can find us on a little website called don't forget uh your daily source for all news reviews interviews and more and hopefully you know we can uh you guys are going there and getting your news during this uh this total virtual time we're having all together exactly and thanks everybody for going to the website um checking out the episodes you know the old episodes as well thank you for that uh we appreciate all of your support we're coming up on year eight eight oh my gosh so phase eight or nine i can't remember what we number these things is but thanks for everybody for uh checking out the website this is casey saying no better time than now go read those comics that's right that's right this is chris we'll see you next time